Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen here to break down a nine-game NBA DFS slate for you. Coach is focusing on baseball today, resting up for the golf podcast. He will be ready to provide basketball lineups tonight. But I've got this one solo here on the 7th of April, which is my sister's birthday. So happy birthday, Elizabeth. Hope you have a great day. And uh, thank you all for tuning in here in the middle of the week. Uh, we're in the middle of a good basketball week here after the NCAA tournament. And we had some winners last night across the board at DFS Coach Talk on FanDuel and DraftKings with our cash lineups and our GPPs. And we're going to try to do it again here tonight. So let's get into it here at nine games, 10 of the 18 teams involved in a back-to-back and let's peruse these totals here. We've got two that are just over 230 on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor, that magic number. Uh, so we've got some opportunities for some uh, some high point totals here. And we've got a, a number of studs to consider and a couple potential value plays. So we are going to start with the 7 o'clock games, Minnesota and Indiana. And this is one of the higher totals, 230 and a half. Thanks to the participation of the Timberwolves, they're always uh, conducive to higher scoring games with that number two pace and that 27th ranked defense. Indiana, though, of course, favored here uh, as the much better team, favored by two uh, at home. It is a back-to-back for them after a tough loss to the Bulls last night, but they had a lot of their key guys out. And so we've still got question marks for Sabonis and Brogdon, and now Miles Turner, I'm going to call doubtful uh, after uh, picking up a, an ankle issue yesterday. So uh, big moving parts there. And then on the Minnesota side, we've got uh, Jalen Noel out and D'Angelo Russell probable to play again. Now, uh, with Minnesota, we, we do need to zero in on this game. And I want to start with the big cat. I uh, like the matchup for him. Uh, we saw Vucevic have success against Turner and uh, Turner may be out along with Sabonis. So the front court depth is just not there uh, for Indiana. So it could be a great opportunity for Cat. He is really expensive, but he has been throwing up monster double doubles every single game lately. So I'd like the the state of his game and and the spot here. And so he's a, a leading candidate for me, especially on DraftKings where he can play two centers uh, and we'll see how much value we get throughout the day here. But I do like the big cat. Uh, D'Angelo, I don't think I'm ready to play him yet, although he came out gunning first time out, 24 minutes, scored 25 points. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit uncomfortable uh, to, to fade him uh, if he's going to get more minutes, but we we don't know that yet. So if he plays right around those 24 minutes again, I'm comfortable enough to fade him and uh, focus on some other plays here. Jaden McDaniel's a guy that we've played a little bit here. Disappointing last game. He only played 20 minutes and Wancho Hernan Gomez back into the mix with 26 minutes played great. 17 points, nine rebounds. He's ultra cheap on both sites. A little bit more of a GPP option because we just don't know how many minutes he'll get. And it, it has been inconsistent, but certainly a value play you could look at. On the Indiana side, um, Lavert was the only key guy who played over 30 minutes for Indiana last night and did fine. 
But the other guys kind of got hit with the front end of a back-to-back bug as McDermott only played 24 minutes, TJ McConnell played 25. So I think you'll have some folks uh, shy away from them after their somewhat disappointing performance yesterday. But I like them again here if Sabonis, Brogdon, and Turner are all out. Uh, I, I think you can go with one or both of them on, on either site. They're good prices. And then Goga, Batazzi will be uh, in consideration if Sabonis and Turner are out. Great price on both sites. Did fine in his 19 minutes yesterday. Four points, three rebounds, six assists. And he's a, a talented big. So uh, he, he's one of the potential uh, big man value plays on this slate. All right, game two. We have another team that's very conducive to high uh, scoring and fantasy output. It's the Washington Wizards playing the Orlando Magic in Florida. The Wizards, uh, three-point favorites. We don't say that very often here, but uh, at 17 and 32, they have a slightly better winning percentage than Orlando at 17 and 33. Uh, Really kind of eye-opening if you think about Washington with Westbrook and Beal only being a half game ahead of Orlando, uh, you know, especially with that fire sale that they just went through. Kind of a lower total here for a Wizards game at 222. Um, that's in large part because Orlando has a slow pace and a really bad offense. They're 28th in the league. And all those guys out or, or traded. Uh, it's, it's quite a list here for Orlando. Otto Porter Jr. and Kareem Maine are still out. And then big question marks for Michael Carter-Williams, Kem Birch, and Cole Anthony, who apparently this morning has announced that he intends to play. So that will change things if, if he's actually back out there. And how about on the Washington side with Bradley Beal still questionable, Rui, and then Robin Lopez as well. So with the visiting side here, Westbrook is always a, a consideration if Beal is out. He is at least 11000 on both sides, so very expensive. I don't think he's my favorite pay-up guy here on this slate uh, due to that slow pace of Orlando. And as a whole, the Wizards have really been struggling offensively without Beal and with Rui missing some action here lately. In their last three games, the most points that they've scored is 101, and that's just not going to cut it. So Westbrook's been having a little bit of trouble in terms of you know, really leading a thriving offense without Rui and Beal. But a couple of the guys here with Washington are in consideration for me because of the potential extra opportunity. Avdia played 40 minutes last game. He's, he's a potential play. Bertans only played 24 minutes as he's ramping back up, but he, he hit value shooting it well, and he's only 3700 on FanDuel, which is a price that I like. And then how about Alex Len? If Lopez is out, his minutes will go up. Uh, he got to 29 minutes last game with Lopez leaving early, and he gets to go most likely against Wendell Carter Jr., who, as we know, had a lot of trouble defending in Chicago this year. So Len would be a lower price option for a center tonight. And with Orlando, uh, when I first started breaking down this slate, I was starting to zero in on R.J. Hampton. Uh, Got over 30 minutes in that last game as a starter against Denver. 
Nice line, 16, 4, and 3. Price in the 4K range. But if Cole Anthony's going to play, and potentially Michael Carter-Williams, then that will uh, eliminate the value for Hampton. The, the one thing we need to see is, uh, will Anthony come off the bench? And will he be limited enough that Hampton can still get maybe high 20s minutes? If so, I, I'll still consider him here against Washington with the great pace here and, and their bad defense. Bacon is also interesting here as a as a shooting guard on FanDuel. I like that he's only 4,800 there. With the rest of Orlando, um, you know, depending on how tight the rotation is, it was it was right at eight guys last game. Uh, if we get some of these guys trickling in like Anthony and Birch, then the rotation expands, and I don't get quite as excited about any of these guys. But Ross is is a volume shooter. You know, he could potentially pay off. Okiki's been really solid, big minutes, shooting it well, but his price is drifting up. Uh, so it may be R.J. Hampton or Pass on that side, and really good chance I'll have one of those Washington value guys of Avdia, Bertans, Len, and Ish Smith is also a, a GPP option off the bench in the 3K range. All right, game three, we have the Knicks. And Celtics, and speaking of game records, both teams now 25 and 26. Uh, So really disappointing for Boston to be in that position. They are three-point favorites at home with a 209 total coming off a loss to Philly, lower scoring game last night. And now we have Kemba and Evan Fournier out for Boston here on the back-to-back. And that makes you look at guys like Smart, Jalen Brown, Tatum, of course. But this is that great Thibodeau defense. They're fourth in the NBA. Uh, Thibodeau coming back to Boston where he spent a lot of time coaching. And Smart and and Brown were really disappointing for me and some of my lineups last night. Just did not get it done against Philly. And on this nine-game slate against New York's tough defense, I'm not too excited to, to get back out there and play any of them. With New York, um, you know, Randall's the, the first guy we look at. He's expensive, but coming off another triple-double, um, he always finds a way to, to get 45 to 50 fantasy points. Bullock is a guy that I want to talk about a little bit because his shooting is is really come on here. He's now over 40% for the season on his threes. He's shooting a lot. Lately, in the last three games, how about four for nine, six for 10, and five for 10 on three-pointers? Uh, now, this is a guy who's not typically scoring 20 points a game, but he's done it the last two, and now he's been priced up because of it, 4900 5000 on the two sites. Um, I don't think I'll go there here, uh, but I, I just want to point that out, that he's shooting it a lot more, shooting it well, shooting with confidence, and he looks good. I like I like his stroke. And he gets big minutes with Tibbs because of his defense. So, so don't be shocked if he uh, approaches value again. All right, game four. Let's get to the juiciest game here on this slate. 231 total with New Orleans in Brooklyn. Uh, it's the first ESPN game here in a doubleheader. Brooklyn favored by nine at home in a, um, in a game that has a lot of stars moving in and out of the lineup. On the New Orleans side, Brandon Ingram, questionable after he sat out last night. We know that Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Josh Hart are still out for New Orleans. 
And then on the uh, Brooklyn side, Harden, of course, with the hamstring issue is out. Landry Shamit has been ruled out, but Kevin Durant is returning to the ring. First game back in, in quite a while. I have not heard any specific minutes limit, but I, I don't expect that he'll get out there and play play 40 minutes. So uh, the question is, how many minutes does he play? How much does that take away from Kyrie in a great situation here with New Orleans in their 28th-ranked defense? Uh you know, although it's potentially the best game on the slate for high scoring, lack of defense, of course, Brooklyn is 25th. I just don't know if I can pay for either one of those studs for Brooklyn because Kyrie has been really playing well lately. Uh, but I, I do expect KD to be a, a major focal point of the offense for uh, all the possessions that he's out there. So I might look at one of the other Brooklyn guys, but. I'm actually not that excited about any of them because we saw Blake Griffin sit out. And so now he's going to be back in the rotation with the bigs. And I'm actually curious to see who starts for Brooklyn. Uh, I anticipate that Kyrie and KD will be joined by Joe Harris and LaMarcus Aldridge. But who's that fifth guy? Do they go a little bit smaller with Bruce Brown? Or do they go a little bit bigger to try to deal with Zion with Jeff Green or Blake Griffin? I think that's more likely what they would do, and I'm just curious to see which way they will go. Uh, Blake Griffin, the big question mark. Will Steve Nash trust his athleticism against Zion, or does he go with Jeff Green and allow Blake to come off the bench? That's more of a basketball um, curiosity point because I don't want to play Blake Griffin or Jeff Green with them uh, splitting minutes tonight. Blake lately hasn't played more than 22 minutes or gotten more than 10 shots. And Jeff Green has had some strong games lately, but much less likely to do so with Blake Griffin and the Marcus Aldridge in the rotation. So um, it may end up being the my man off the bench, TLC, who's still really cheap, got 32 minutes in the last game. Uh, he, he'd be most likely actually the guy that I play here. On the New Orleans side, uh, you look at Lonzo here, uh, you know, up, upper edge of the price range, I'd want to pay for him, but it is a great environment, environment for him. Zion, man, he didn't, he didn't look rusty at all coming off this right thumb injury. He put up 34 points last night against Atlanta, played 35 minutes. He's the guy I'm most likely to pay up for in this game. I think, uh, you know, Jeff Green and Blake Griffin, as I was going through here, I, I just think they'll both of them will have a lot of trouble with him. I mean, the thing they can do is continue to throw different bodies at him and and have those guys, you know, use all their energy while they're out there. Uh, but Zion is is a potential pay up for me on this slate. And then my man, Isaiah Thomas, got to talk about him because I was big on him yesterday and we got the opportunity that we wanted and the uh, the aggressiveness. He played 25 minutes, took 13 shots. Ended up, uh, you know, playing really well in the first half. He kind of got going offensively, then didn't do quite as much in the second half. So didn't finish off with a, a great return on the investment. Um, but again, if if you're going to get a guy who's on Fanduel who's 3,900, taking 13 shots in 25 minutes. Uh, I'll I'll often consider that. I'll always consider it and often go there. 
uh, with a guy with that sort of upside. Um, you know, he did have four turnovers yesterday, which really does hurt on on FanDuel. But, um, you know, he's he's a guy that I think you can look at again. The, the problem here is that it's a bigger slate and there are some more options uh, for value guards. So I don't like him quite as much as yesterday. All right, game five, we move to eight o'clock Eastern. We have three games there, starting with Memphis in Atlanta. Uh, the Hawks favored by two and a half after that big win over New Orleans. 224 total here. Uh, Memphis coming off a nice win over Miami last night. And uh, unfortunately, we have John Morant uh, questionable with the back issue. And then Clark is questionable still with the calf. Uh, Melton and Winslow also questionable. Now, if John Morant sits, let's start right there. Uh, Tyus Jones, he's the guy that I think will step up and get the start. If you look back at the time period that John Morant missed a bunch of games at the end of December, early January this year, Tyus Jones was getting the start, getting 28 to 32 minutes and playing pretty well. Now, I I, I could see him here um, getting... 28 minutes and putting up something like 10 points, four rebounds, six or seven assists. And if he can do that, then he'll pay off the price tag, especially on DraftKings. He's only 3,300, 4,300, still, still very strong on FanDuel. So he's my favorite guy for Memphis here. If John Morant sits and, you know, he's the guy that I'm looking at along with RJ Hampton in that price range. And, uh, you know, if if Cole Anthony is going to come back and play significant minutes, then I may lean towards Tyus Jones here as my favorite value guard play. The other guys with Memphis, uh, you could look at Kyle Anderson, like we talked about uh, on the last show. He he really paid off value. Uh, he gets that bump if Brandon Clark sits again. Brooks had one of his, you know, high-scoring games, scored 28 points. Uh, he may turn around and score 12 tonight, so really GPP only there. Bain is a guy who uh, could step up again, decent price tag, but most likely Tyus Jones here. And then on the Atlanta side, a little bit tough here on the back-to-back. Trey Young got hot in that third quarter and really carried Atlanta. Uh, 8200 for him is pretty cheap on FanDuel, but you know we've still got solid price tags for for he and Bogdan and Herter all starting together. Lou Williams uh, still tempting uh, off the bench, but just not quite as focused on these guys on the nine-game slate. So most likely Tyus Jones, and then we move on. Next game we have is Dallas and Houston. Coaches Mavs are going to travel not too far down the road to play the Rockets. They are big favorites here, 11.5 points. 223 is the total. And the news on the Dallas side, question marks for Porzingis and Kleba, who missed the last game, as well as Trey Burke. On the Houston side, we have House still out. We have John Wall questionable. And then Avery Bradley probable. He started last game, played 33 minutes. Uh, So he has really fit into that rotation quickly, along with Kelly Olenek and... This is a game where, uh, what does Houston do? Are they able to keep this one close as 11.5-point underdogs? 
they were they surprised me in their last game. It was a high scoring close game against Phoenix, one thirty three to one thirty. Not the type of game uh, score you usually get with Phoenix, and so uh, Houston with that fourth pace and seventeenth ranked defense. Uh, you know, you can kind of see why it ended up being a high scoring game from the Phoenix perspective, but just a little bit surprised that Houston was able to score that much against Phoenix. They do have that, that veteran presence now with Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek. So a much different dynamic with, with those guys, but will they be able to do it again against Dallas? And if so, do we want to pay up for Luca potentially? Uh, th- those Phoenix guards did a great job against Houston, had big games, Booker and Paul, and Luca sort of is like the combination of those guys where he's taking as many shots as Booker and distributing distributing as much as Chris Paul. Um, and Avery Bradley is a tremendous perimeter de- defender if he's out there, but he he will be at a big size advantage with Luca. So Luca can shoot over him if uh, that's the assignment he's looking at. And I certainly think he can handle John Wall if if Wall starts and is guarding him some. So Luca's in play for me here, for sure. Don't really trust anyone else on Dallas. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith had a great game last time out, uh, but now if we have Porzingis back, that'll take some shots away most likely. Uh, Brunson continues to be very strong off the bench. He's he's pay, uh, playable for me. A little more expensive than than some of the other value guards, though. Houston, how about uh, Porter Jr. here? Um, I, you know, I'm interested in him even if John Wall plays tonight. Uh, I know that Dallas has some decent perimeter def- defenders, and they are now up to 13th in the NBA. So guys like DFS and, and Jay Rich can give him trouble. Um, but I, I do like how involved he is. Uh, I was surprised in that last game that Porter Jr. only took 10 shots, but he did almost get a triple-double. So... Uh, at 6,600 on FanDuel, um, I'm thinking strongly about him. Christian Wood, um, he's also playable here. We like to attack the Dallas Bigs. Um, so so he's in consideration, though. I, I, I guess he's sort of a tweener for me on most of my builds where I'm looking to pay up for Cat or, or pay down for one of these value centers. So uh, I'm not sure he'll make quite as many lineups. So probably if I had to pick one at this point, I would I'd spend a little bit less on Houston with a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. But I wouldn't mind going with with one of those guys uh, to match up against Luca. You get that game strip script where if it stays close and Luca's paying off, then you want one of those other guys on the other side. All right, the last eight o'clock game here is Charlotte in Oklahoma City, front end of a back to back for the Thunder. We have Gordon Hayward out again. And now for for a bit of time here uh, for Charlotte and then quite a list here for OKC. We have all these guys with concussions, Roby, Dort, Muscala, Shea out, of course, Horford and Baisley have been out for quite a bit. So uh, feels like an opportunity with OKC. Let's let's start over there. But I don't really like uh, a bunch of these prices. Um you know, Charlotte, it, they've got that decent pace. They're 13th, below average defense, 19th. And so it's kind of a uh, an in-betweener here of 
you know, it seems like it could be a, a good opportunity for OKC, but are they just talented enough where you want to pay kind of mid-tier price tags for guys like Maladon at 5,400, Pokashevsky mid-5K range, Kenrich Williams right around 5,000, but he got banged up a little bit in the last one with an ankle issue. Moses Brown has been awesome at times, but now he's more uh, limited with his minutes. Uh, lately, you know, 24 to 26, and Tony Bradley's been getting significant run off the bench. So, you know, if any, if if there's anyone there, uh, it'd probably be Maladon or Tony Bradley as a value play off the bench, but not really thrilled about either one. And then Svi Mikhailuk on FanDuel is still an option for me at 3,800 uh, GPP option there. On the Charlotte side, with Hayward out, we have a nice uh, bump in usage for Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, and Miles Bridges now in the starting lineup. He's playable for me, especially on DraftKings at 5000 With the guards, they're, they're both a little bit cheaper on FanDuel, so you could go with Rozier or Graham here. Um, but other than that, I'm not going to look at anyone else on Charlotte and just not not really fired up about the OKC side either. So pretty good chance this is a pass, and we move on to the 9 o'clock game. All right, got to take a drink of water before this because it's the stat of the year. I just absolutely love this stat, courtesy of Joe Stanton, of the Fighting Joe Stantons, also known more affectionately as the Denver Nuggets. And Joe shared this with me this morning. I just could not believe it. So here's the situation. You know, he's all excited about Aaron Gordon coming to town and he's starting to get settled in. And did you realize that he's played five games in Denver and Jokic has assisted on 11 of his baskets? In 25 games in Orlando, the player who assisted on the most baskets for Aaron Gordon was Vucevic with 15. Next was Evan Fournier with 12. So he played 25 games in Orlando. He made a 128 baskets. And now in only five games and 27 baskets, Jokic has almost exceeded the assist number of any of Gordon's teammates in those 25 games he was there. So what this does for me is it shows the amazing impact that Jokic can have for his teammates. It also shows that Orlando, a bit of a mess this year. they also dealing with some injuries. But, man, Gordon has to be over the moon to, to have transitioned into this new environment with Jokic, just making life easier for everyone around him. So I uh, just love that stat. Uh, thank you to Joe for that. Um, as for this game itself, we do have Denver favored by seven after an easy win last night over Detroit, high scoring. And... The total here of 222. The injury news on the San Antonio side, Lonnie Walker and Trey Lyles still out. DeJounte Murray questionable. And on the Denver side, we have Jamal Murray questionable. He sat out last night. Monte Morris got the start. Murray dealing with a knee issue. So let's break down the San Antonio side. If DeJounte Murray sits again, Derek White is somebody you could look at. I like his price range and his opportunity. I like that it's not a back-to-back for San Antonio. 
Keldon Johnson, still cheap, 5,600 DraftKings, 53 FanDuel, uh, playing much better uh, recently. Don't think I'll pay up for DeRozan or Pirtle. On the Denver side, uh, if Murray sits, Monte Morris squarely in play for me. He's that third cheap potential starter for guards on this slate, uh, 3,700 or 3,800. Um you know, I really like the the possibility for him, but we do have the other point guard on that team, Jokic, who you know will make it uh, a different scenario for most traditional starting point guards. So it's not like Monte Morris will be running the offense, but uh, as a starter with you know twenty six, twenty eight minutes, pretty easy for him to to pay off his price tag. I don't think I want to go with. Any of the other starters for Denver? Uh, Will Barton's had some really good games here, and he's the cheapest. But it is a back-to-back, and I, I just don't quite trust him every single night to, to pay value. Uh, and, and and Gordon is has finally been priced up on FanDuel, so uh, I don't think I'll go there. I, I, you know, Jokic is a possibility, and he may get a little bit of a bump in uh, assists and and uh, usage with Jamal Murray if he's out again, um, but I, I I still think I still feel a little bit better about paying up for Cat at the center position. So Jokic would be that secondary option for me. All right, before we hit the last game, just want to invite folks to to join us as members this week if you haven't already. We've got a lot of good stuff going. We've got our Masters competition for members only starting tomorrow with some great uh, gear to be given away to the top three finishers. We've got NBA rolling, of course, uh, MLB up and running, some solid baseball winners last night as well. So join us at DFSCoachTalk.com, which with with whichever length of membership you would like, we'll get you uh, into our Discord with an email, and we give out our full lineups 20 to 30 minutes before lock for FanDuel and Yahoo. We also give you the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard, at that point. And uh, if you would like to join with the uh, BetUS offer, that still stands where you basically get two months of free membership with us if you deposit 149 at betus.com.pa with the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. So go ahead, do that, and then let us know on Twitter that you've signed up. You can find us at DFS Coach Talk. All right, last game of the night is the only 10 o'clock game. Utah in Phoenix, the second game of the ESPN doubleheader. And we have Utah favored by one and a half, you know, 225 and a half total. And this is a game amongst two teams that have been hoarding wins in the NBA this year. Utah 38 and 12, Phoenix 35 and 14. And there are just so many teams that are right at or below 500. Uh, this, is, this is a real outlier in terms of the winning percentages so this will be a fun one to watch, but it's the front end of a back-to-back for both teams. And we have the defenses that are third and sixth in the NBA. So scoring will not be easy, but it'll be fun to watch because Utah has the third-best offense and Phoenix the seventh-best offense in terms of efficiency. So great matchup, uh, playoff preview potentially. Uh, but it's one that I'll be more focused on watching than rostering. Um, just not excited about uh, this game environment compared to some of the other ones on the slate. 
If I had to play somebody from Utah, it'd probably be Donovan Mitchell, who's just having an outstanding season, really aggressive, uh, scoring it so well. And on the Phoenix side, uh, it would be to pay up for Booker, uh, who could get some of that Donovan Mitchell defense. But he's a little pricier than I was hoping for. Uh, That that price surprised me a little bit, 9,000 or more on both sites. A Crowder would be a potential mid-tier option here. Um, going against his former team. He did play well against them in the first game this year. Uh, 5,000 on on FanDuel, 4,800 DraftKings would be somewhere you could go. And this game is one that we'll focus more on for the after-hour slate on FanDuel. We we also build full lineups for those for our members uh, and, and enjoy doing that as well. So it ends up being a sweat that goes all night, really. And so much fun now here in April with the NBA, uh, multiple slates going, MLB, multiple slates going, and and golf starting tomorrow. So just a lot of fun and uh, really excited here about everything at DFS Coach Talk. Appreciate all your support. Uh, If you do like what you're seeing, then please subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the thumbs up wherever you're uh, watching or listening. And if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find me at Language Olympic. And the coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. So that will do it for today for NBA. Make sure to tune in later on YouTube. We'll have our Masters podcast posting later this afternoon. Cannot wait for that tournament. And then uh, join us tomorrow. We'll be back for some NBA coverage as we look to crush it in DFS. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.